Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join us in our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. Again, that's 1-844-777-7928, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. If you have not been listening all week, Doug is out for the week and in the studio today we have Brad Sykes. So happy to have him back for the last day of this week. We are talking about Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60, the martyrdom of Stephen. If you have missed any of that and would like to go back to listen uh, to this week's uh, episodes, or if you would like to listen to any of our full catalog of past programs, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. You can go to the past programs link, and there you'll be able to find this week, as well as our full catalog, as I said before, of uh, options. So, Brad, what's new for you today? How you doing, bud? I'm good. Good. Good to be back. Yeah. Three oh. days in a row. I mean, I feel like I just didn't miss a beat. Yeah. That's probably not what our listeners are thinking. <laughs> he needs to polish up his skills. But uh, it, it's always a joy to be hanging out with you and looking at God's Word, looking at the world, what's happening out there today. Have you looked? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I saw something that was pretty interesting. I don't know how much uh, buzz it's gotten, but uh, did you hear about Ohio, Lebanon, Ohio? No. They uh, voted to make their city a sanctuary city for the unborn and get rid of uh, abortions in the city. Praise so, God. Yeah, I, I think that's... Lebanon, Ohio. Yeah. Hmm. They voted uh, that on yesterday, Tuesday, to ban uh, abortions, and that's what they call themselves a sanctuary city for the unborn, I think. That's pretty awesome. Um, well, I'd like to see that catch on. I was about to say, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before, but yeah, I'd love to see that catch on around uh, the nation, including here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Right? I don't okay. know how to start a movement like that well, locally. Now's the but, time. Yeah, now's right. the time. I mean, we got a reasonably conservative uh, mayor. We got a good governor. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> wasn't too well, happy with the uh, By the way, did you, see, did you see the uh, six cent gas tax today? It passed. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't looked at it. I, I, my wife told me earlier. She said the the uh, the gas tax hike uh, passed six cents. Yeah, uh, six cent gas tax. I don't know the details, so don't quote me on that. If you do, call us, let us know. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, on one hand, I'm I'm okay with it because part of those funds, and again, I'm speaking just purely off what I've heard. I've done a little bit of reading, but not today, so I don't know. Um, but the uh, the the money is going to go toward um, the underserved areas of our community that still have septic tanks. So a lot of that money is going to go to get a lot of these people off septic and onto city sewer. Very important because you got, for instance, in my own neighborhood, <clears throat> we're on septic. I mean, we're really in town. We're you know San Marco Miramar area. Those homes are seventy years old. Those tanks are mm-hmm. seventy years old. They're they're not good. They haven't been so, drained. So all yeah, they've been drained, but that doesn't that doesn't help it. You got lots of trees out there that are mm-hmm. growing roots into these tanks, and you know there's seepage and all sorts of stuff that comes out, goes into the river. Anyway, so those are things that I think we ought to be addressing. Um, I think the other thing was um, 
was the Skyway, an expansion of the Skyway. Again, I haven't read it. I know there were a lot of people against it. Of course, a lot of people were against the gas tax to begin with. Yeah, uh, I'd, be, I'd be against it. You know, if, if, if I weren't on septic, so I'm, I'm probably more <laughs> more apt to to support it. But uh, anyway, yeah, one of the things they were looking to do was to expand the Skyway. And let me ask you, how long have you been in Jacksonville? Uh, oh, long, long enough. Your yeah. whole life, basically. Well, since uh, eighth grade, and then I was gone for five years, yeah. but yeah, pretty much. Well, since I've been here, and I, I think it was built in the early 90s, you know what the Skyway is, right? Yeah, I've okay. been on it once. You're, have you really? Yeah. Okay, well, you've, got one, you've been on it one more time <laughs> than I have. I've never been on it. It's, you know, the, only a mile and a half, two miles from my house, I can get on it. It's in been fact, shut down all of, uh, for COVID, though, I think. So oh, has it? I think year. it's open now. Oh, I, I, I had think. heard that it shut down but, for a while. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've never been on it. But I think there were $380 million that was going to be going toward expanding the Skyway. Why? So it would go all the way to the stadium. It mm-hmm. would go up to, like, Shands Hospital, so up Main Street over to 8th, go left on 8th. It would go down into Brooklyn and into uh, Avondale area. It would go further into San Marco. I mean, the thing is, you look at that, for me, I've never even been on it. Yeah. And. One of the things that was interesting is their future for the the Skyway is that it would be automated vehicles. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Well, I mean, that's pretty forward thinking. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I I, I don't know, I feel like you're not gonna I, for anything to be cool in downtown Jacksonville, you got to start bringing people back to it, right? Oh, and absolutely. It seems like yeah. at every effort to you know do anything, uh, you know, I know Shad Khan has had. Uh, a lot of ideas and brought forth a lot of stuff and none of it's panned out as far as i know so far and it's like yeah that's man. not that's not shod khan's yeah well fault. i know he, that he definitely yeah. wants it to happen but yeah downtown jacksonville is a really cool i mean it's a it, it has the potential to be a great great city and yet we just haven't got it together yet no and i mean it's um you know, I, I meet with a lot of guy, young guys. You know that. Mm. Uh, a lot of these guys grew up in Jacksonville. They went away to college, and they came back. Okay, that says something about our city. Uh, Forbes ranked it as the, um, I think we had two of the top ten zip codes for millennials. In, really? In, in 2019. Wow. Two, two of the top ten in the country were here in Jacksonville for millennials. Huh. I didn't know that. Jacksonville was also the number two city uh, during the during the pandemic to migrate to. Mm. So, number two, number one, I think was Salt Lake City. Jacksonville was number two. Jacksonville's really? a great city, and uh, and I think we need a, a more vibrant downtown. There are some things going on down there. Um, in fact, I was just reading this morning. I don't know if you ever read uh, the Daily Article, but it's one of my favorite, you know, weekly or daily. Um, reads and it's uh i don't know if you're familiar with the district downtown or on the south bank mm. you know where the chart house is Mm-mm. okay so if you go to you know where prudential drive is yeah right? mm-hmm. okay so that's that's basically the south bank yeah and if you you, you know we've got a great river walk down there mm-hmm. well if you take the river walk on the south bank and you head east you're going to pass the chart house and then you eventually you run into the duval uh school board building oh yeah i've been there Um, and they i don't know if the school board owned all that property well yeah i mean certainly you know that building okay you know that big vacant piece of land Mm -hmm. just to the east of that 
Okay, that's that just broke ground yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're building. I think it's a multi hundreds of millions of dollar development there. So it's called River's Edge. Uh, hmm. Anyway, it's a it's a new vision for the downtown South Bank. So that's already broken ground. That's cool. Uh, Toll Brothers will be building. I think thirty nine luxury three story townhomes in there. There's really I think one or two hotels. There's two or three restaurants hmm. coming in. So there's some things happening. I still don't know that a Skyway is the answer. <laughs> so uh, roundabout way of saying, hey, we're going to see an increase in our gas tax, and that's going to go toward paying for septic, you know, which I think is needed. Uh, I think bridges, some bridge issues, those are things that our tax dollars should be going to pay for. Well, definitely bridge issues and, uh, you know, infrastructure type stuff, yeah, for yeah, sure. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it, I, I would agree that there's something better than the Skyway, but, you know. Who knows? That could end up being like a great thing that if they expand it to where people actually use it and if people are going to use it, well, hey, that's well, cool. I mean, an automated automated vehicles on that thing would be kind of cool if I knew, hey, I, this, in fact, I think I was telling you off the air yesterday or day before that my wife and I were going to go grab dinner. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of places downtown we like. I don't know if you've ever been to Crispy's. It's not downtown. It's in Springfield. And it's great pizza. Uh, there's another place called Strings. It's kind of a, a sports bar, but it's a really fun place. And uh, so we were – I thought, you know what? Let's take the Skyway. Vicky <laughs> <laughs> looked at me like, are you kidding me? We didn't take it. And I think I told you I drove down there, and it just looked a little sketchy at the time, so we ended up going somewhere else. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, that's uh, that's all I know that's going on in Jacksonville. I know we had a, a shooting out in uh, – was it California? Oh, San Jose, re- California. Recently, yeah, I don't know. Today. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the details, but uh, apparently, a mass shooting. Yeah, I, the preliminary kind of what I saw. I haven't obviously looked into it too much. It was uh, eight were shot, including the gunman, um, at a rail station. I think it was, hmm. or some sort of a transit station, and it was an employee. So, uh, like I said, I only just kind of saw the headline right before we came in. So I'm not sure if it was you know workplace related type deal or or what it was, but. You know, shooting violence, uh, criminal activity has been on the rise since, you know, last year. Um, and it's getting worse. And from all accounts, 2021 doesn't seem like it's going to be any better or safer mm. than mm. 2020 was. Mm. And 2020 was a rough hey, year. Hey, I know we're going to take a break in a minute, but I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I've, had a, I've had a number of guys that I meet with, even some that I don't, who have asked me recently what I'm reading you know, that's one of the things I always ask guys. I, I want to know, what are you reading? Hopefully you're reading the Word. But there's other things that you <clears throat> might be good to be reading. Are you reading anything in particular? I mean, uh, I'm reading a few different things. What I usually do is I have a history book, a you know, a uh, fiction book, and then maybe like a modern thing to read. And uh, the biggest thing, I'm one of the biggest things I'm reading right now is uh, about the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. So it's, um, it's really the actual document uh, that uh, started that off and then – uh, companion thing to it is I'm going to butcher the name of the town, but it, it's like the Magipore Declaration. Mm. So mm-hmm. kind of reading uh, on, on those lines and then don't have a fiction book that I'm reading right now. Yeah, so. yeah. good. I, uh, I always make recommendations on books. That's uh, back when I was on the on the air every day with Doug. We were always talking about a book we were reading, but uh, I'll tell you about a couple I've got going right now when we come back from the break. Ooh, great way to leave it hanging there for you guys to come back. So make sure you do stay tuned we will be back with more after the break 
like to let you know that you can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. I am Taylor Johnson, and in the studio with me today is Brad Sykes, in for Doug McCary, who will be out for the rest of the week. He's off doing some great things with the family, so we have Brad in. Always happy to have him in. I'm sure you, as a listener, are happy to have him in as well, seeing as he has been one of the voices of SWAT for so long, and so have you back is always great and i'm sure there's those who are like he needs to stay and i need to go you know but uh, hey listen to that voice i mean it's so good yeah yours i know No, yours. (laughs) (laughs) no but just before the break we were talking about books and uh brad left us with a little bit of a cliffhanger talking about a book that he just picked up and that is well uh, so uh the book i'm talking about is called we will not be silenced in fact one of our fellow swat brothers gave this to me um i think just right around the first of the year uh, mm. we went over and had dinner with he and his wife and he knows i'm a big reader so he says hey come in my office for a second i go in there and he hands me the book of course uh, like many probably who are listening to us i've got a stack of books mm-hmm. on my nightstand and uh I try to limit my books to four at a time. You know? Oh, wow. So it, it, once I get, it, three or four is pretty I'm maxed out. Yeah, I'm <clears> the same way. If I'm reading, they have to be different as far as like I can't right. read two fiction right. books at the same time. I can't read two no. history books. No. But if it's a, yeah. like I said, a history, a fiction, and then like something like, like that, we yeah. will not be silenced. Then I'm, I'm okay. Well, and I think um, uh, I've shared this many times. Um, I, I love to read. I didn't grow up like enjoying reading i wasn't a good reader 
but as I got older, I just started to, to read more. A lot of that was grounded in reading the Word. I mm. just enjoyed unpacking. I've shared this. In fact, I shared this on a podcast about a week ago, um, just talking about how I got into teaching, how I got into discipleship. Well, first of all, we're, we're commanded to do those things. But I think I, be, I have passion for it because um, I, I remember probably uh, maybe a year Maybe a year and a half could be longer as I think about it. I think maybe it's two years. But two years after coming to Christ, I was uh, in a Sunday school class that my brother-in-law was teaching. And it was kind of a young married couples class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, and he and I, you know, he discipled me, and we spent a lot of time. We were best buds. And uh, I remember one Sunday walking out of Sunday school and either walking to the parking lot or going to church or whatever. And he said, Hey, I need you to teach next week. Hmm. And I, I, I don't know what I said, but probably what was going through my head is you, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, I've been with, been walking with the Lord for a couple of years, maybe two or three years. And, uh, uh, the, the whole idea of teaching was just like scared me to death, but it was probably the best thing. It was, it was something I really, really needed. Uh, because I think while I initially did it because I wanted you to be impressed with what I taught, so a total <laughs> sinful, you know, prideful approach to teaching, what it did force me to do is it forced me into really understanding the text. If you had to teach something, you're a teacher, you better know your material. Yeah. And uh, and so it got me really pressing in, reading commentaries, reading other studies, what are other people saying, uh, other cross-references in the script. Those are things. I really was more of a reader of the Bible, just, okay, I'm going to read this passage, close it up, pray, and go on with my day, mm. as opposed to reading you know, cross-references, cross-reference scriptures, uh, commentaries. And so I really got into reading this stuff. And so that's how I kind of became a reader. And as a result, that reading became other books because i believe our minds are shaped by what we read mm-hmm. by what we watch what we listen to and those who we hang out with and so you know you and i've talked about books that we're reading so then, anyway this book we will not be silenced by dr erwin lutzer in fact i just wanted to uh, just mention there's two two pastors local pastors here in town hb uh, charles at shiloh church here in jacksonville wrote a, a little uh um, promo on it. He said, Erwin Lutcher has written a timely and important book that calls the church to face the challenges of our society from a Christ-honoring, scripture-driven, and gospel-saturated perspective. In We Will Not Be Silenced, he offers the simple yet radical solution to the manifold problems that plague the culture we live in. Let the church be the church. Read this book carefully. Share it as widely as possible. Refuse to be silent in your witness for Christ. That's H.B. Charles at Shiloh Church here in Jacksonville. Here's another one, uh, Dr. Heath Lambert, uh, First Baptist, Jacksonville. It says, we are living in desperate days that pose unique challenges to the proclamation of Jesus Christ. In such days, we need faithful voices to guide the way. Erwin Lutcher is a faithful man who addresses a challenging and crucial topic with biblical clarity and conviction. I am thankful for this book and believe it deserves your attention. Dr. Heath Lambert. 
anyway, uh, so that's one of the books I'm kind of in the middle of. I am really enjoying it. Uh, another book that I'm reading, I think I may have mentioned this to you a couple of days ago, is Fault Lines. Mm-hmm. Fault Lines by uh, Vody Bauckham. And, uh, and now you talk about a guy who has a, a, a pretty good grasp of what it what it's like to grow up as a black man. Yeah. He grew up in South Central L.A., mm-hmm. gang-infested area. Single mom. Single mom. Um, you know, it's a great book. I, I'll maybe bring that in or mention that to you. Uh, going forward but uh yeah and if you if you're unfamiliar with Vody Bachman look him up uh he's got you know or there's plenty of his sermons on YouTube he's excellent and I have not picked up the book yet but I'm really excited to get my hands on it and give it a read because he's somebody who is really uh, you know I think pretty forceful in how he speaks and what he says and he is uh standing with truth and he's a, a good voice for uh, opposing what's going on in our culture right now. So Yeah, and I think um, even as we look at the text that we're going to look at today, you know, where we're looking at Stephen, um, I think a lot of us, when we look at Stephen, his life, uh, the fact that he was, you know, he, he was bold in his witness, he was bold in his biblical understanding, uh, he was a faithful witness, as we looked at over the last couple of weeks, you know, as oftentimes we look at Stephen and go, man, I can't imagine being in that position. What would I say? Mm. And yes, absolutely, you need to know the scriptures. You need to understand the scriptures. But you also have to understand the world you're living in. And I think I, I from time to time, I'll be honest, um, I've probably mentioned this here on the air. After the election, I kind of just turned stuff off. I just was so fed up with the news, the cycle of the news, the information that we're getting, which is not factual, and it's very frustrating, which requires you to do more work. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I didn't have a lot of time to do that. And I have some trusted writers that I like to read, whether it's, you know, uh, Vody Bauckham or it's Erwin Lutzer or it's uh, Al Mohler. Uh, Man, I'll tell you, uh, Tommy Nelson, there's just some some good people out there you can listen to. And... uh, Anyway, so that's that's kind of what uh, I, I think it's important that people uh, kind of stay up with what's going on and don't just read one perspective. Right. I think it's important to read multiple views. Yeah, and I think I think you're right as far as you, you have to you can't bury your head in the sand and at the same time you can't be consumed. So you have to have uh, a good balance in that. And you know, for me, uh, I'm actually you know going in the summer. We're not going to be on the radio as much uh, or for you know two months we're not gonna be on the radio and i'm, I'm not gonna be in school i'm actually gonna do a, a fast from electronics kind Good. of from like youtube and stuff like that and what i'm gonna keep is like my podcast i listen to a few different podcasts and one of them is a one that keeps you up, up to date on the current events so i'm gonna stick to that so that i know what's going on but then just take a break and get more into reading something that's hard copy and and kind of thinking and writing along those lines but i think it's good to take those times uh, of p- peace and of a break, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, not uh, st- stay buried. Or if you're going to take a complete electronics fast, then don't do it for ever because uh, you, you need to know where society's headed and mm-hmm. kind of what's going on uh, because it's important. And, you know, I think we kind of talked about this yesterday. Uh, you, you have to bring your faith, your Christian worldview into the world, into what you're doing. And if, if you don't know what's going on, um, you're, you're, you, 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 run the risk of 
getting side swiped, uh, blindsided by the enemy who you know wants to use things that sound good, even kind of fit in with mm-hmm. some Christian verbiage, whether they change right. the meaning, and you won't be you'll be caught unawares about uh, how to respond. So I think that's why it's important. And that that why like like the Fault Lines book is uh, a great one, just from what I know about what Bodie Bauckham's already said as far as listening to him yeah. um, and really combating the 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 effort to uh what's what's the word to infiltrate the church to sure. use church yeah. verbiage to yeah. to change the message of the gospel um from being about the gospel to being some other things well i think i think a fast from electronic stuff i think is is great um i think that there's and there by the way there are some great podcasts i've got some texts like what what podcast do you recommend well I always recommend swat swat's a great podcast and yeah. it's it's certainly more of a kind of conversational, um, which I personally really like. Um, you know, and yes, there are a lot of political podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of that. Uh, one of my favorites is Wall Builders. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Tim Bart, Tim and David Barton and Rick Green. Uh, David, Tim has been a guest uh, here on David Squad. has too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. then uh, one of my all-time favorites is The Briefing uh, Every Morning by Al Mohler. That's just if you want to know, and, and to kind of pick up on what you said, I think it's very easy to kind of kind of bury our head in the sand or bury our head in the Bible, and that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You ought to be burying your head in the Bible. But make sure you're aware of what, what's going on in the world, and I think uh, Al Mohler does a great job of that. He doesn't really, you know, he's not necessarily coming at it from a what we would call conservative standpoint. Uh, he comes at it from a biblical perspective. And that's really what the briefing is. It's it's a biblical view of what's happening in the world. Now, I'm a big believer that um, you you shouldn't just take somebody's word. I think it does you good yeah. to do do a little digging around and, yep. and, and search it out for yourself. And so that's why you know to, books are a good discipline. I think uh, you know a good hard copy book. I, I do read on Kindle, but I like to have the book in my hand because there are oftentimes where I may be reading at Panera or something like that, somebody comes over and I'll just give them the book. Mm. Here, just take it. You know. So anyway, I can't do that on Kindle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, all right, we are up against the news break, so we are going to have to cut this short. Uh, we will be back with more after, new- after the news. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that is All My Hope by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, as I've said for this week, 
Doug McCary is out. So in the studio is Brad Sykes, and we are looking at Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. Again, we're talking about the martyrdom of Stephen. We have been covering this um, all week, and we've, we've hit a few points about what it means to be a man fully surrendered to Jesus, and that, one, you are going to be an enemy of the world, and then we've talked a little bit about that yesterday. We're going to pick it up here again. You are also a witness for your king, and Stephen was a witness for his king. Um, so that's where we're going to pick it off, and then we're going to be heading into uh, being an ambassador as well. And by the way, before you read it, I want our listeners to think about the fact that, um, yes, a man fully surrendered to Christ is going to be an enemy of the world. Why is that? Because uh, we have an enemy. And the enemy isn't the world. The enemy is Satan who is ruling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the idea, and then and then a man fully surrendered to Christ is going to be a witness for his king and the kingdom. And what does it mean to be a witness? You know, when have you ever you ever you ever been a witness in a trial? No. no. Okay. Um, a witness in a trial comes forward and speaks of what he saw and what he heard. The the church today is silent. Mm-hmm. It's silent. In fact, I, I just wanted to mention this real quick. I'm uh, I'm teaching on Friday morning at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship going to be kind of our second week on the issue of reconciliation and really as we look at the passage today the importance of being a witness is not just that you saw something or that you live a certain way and absolutely we should live a certain way but a a, a witness has got to speak up Mm. and you know sadly enough when, when i when i think of a lot of people that i know in the church they're far more passionate about politics than they are about the gospel they're far more interested in fact i wrote here sadly most of those who claim to be god's children appear to be more interested in seeing people converted to a a political party than in seeing people converted to a heavenly home and when as we look through this if you are a witness for the king and the kingdom you don't be silent you know, back to my book, we will not be silenced. This isn't just we're not going to comply. This is we're going to fight this. Mm. We got a lot of people sitting on the bench, and they're not fighting it. They're not standing up. Yeah, and, you know, you talking about that has me thinking now that the, the part of the reason is because the church really doesn't talk about um, dominion anymore. And, and why is Satan the enemy to mankind and the enemy to God is one of the things he did. He usurped the dominion of the first Adam, right? Yeah. And so Christ came back and he reasserted dominion in his kingdom. And so what we are supposed to be doing is as his, his, uh, his bride, but also as his body, we are supposed to be furthering, growing the kingdom of God so that the Lord's dominion falls over more and more of the earth. And, And, and when we as the church don't talk about that, don't look at that as, something that we are supposed to be doing, you end up, first off, alienating men who want a mission, right? But also you, you end up being silent on areas that are we're not supposed to be silent on. You know, God's dominion is over all of mankind and all of earth and everything uh, that you can think of. So it shouldn't just be that we talk about God in, you know, when we're at church on Sunday, but we're talking about his dominion on our life 
in every aspect of our life. And, and when we, we shy away from that role that we have as followers of Christ, well, you're, you're going to see people who are timid. Yeah. And I think going back to even what we were saying in that last segment is that you, you people are not passionate about proclaiming the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light because they don't think they were ever in darkness mm. a, a lot of times. They don't understand the, the the value, the riches of God's grace. Listen, if you understand the riches of God grace, God's grace, you won't be able to be shut up. You just won't be able to. I, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore, but the fact is we're far more passionate Many are far more passionate about a Trump White House mm-hmm. than they were about a Jesus Christ crucified, resurrected, Yeah, and, and we've been resurrected with him. I mean, again, this is not to say you, you don't talk about politics, but if you're more passionate and more zealous for the things of politics and the things of the world than you are of the kingdom, the king and the kingdom— Man, I, I just caution you. Be careful. Yeah. If Be, you if you get stuck into the the uh, I guess the the minutia of the, the drama of the political back and forth, and you miss the reason that you should be supporting a party in the first place is if they will further, uh, you know, either your ability to advance the kingdom or at least leave you alone so they don't hinder it. Like if you're stuck on that that uh, political, you know, like I said, soap opera. Well. You're you're missing the point because mm-hmm. the only reason, like we talk about, you should be involved, you should be aware. But the only reason is to exercise um, faithfulness and dominion uh, over what you're supposed to. But if that's apart from God, if you're thinking that Trump is the next, you know, the second coming, or that he's <laughs> going to save America single handedly, you you're 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 worshiping an idol. Basically, right. you're you're following a false gospel a false prophet yeah well sorry a little soapbox there but uh yeah so why don't you go ahead and read the text that we're in again uh this week this is rich stuff here all right so picking it up in verse 54 <clears throat> now when they heard these things they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him but he full of the holy spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of god and jesus standing at the right hand of god and he said behold I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Mm. Well, we've we've looked at this for the last two days. We're going to look at it again today. We've looked at the fact that a man fully surrendered to Jesus is is an enemy of the world. We talked about it on Monday. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. That as you begin to proclaim uh, Christ as Lord Savior, uh, you're gonna you're gonna deal with some some issues. You are very good about sending me things, even in text of articles, things that are happening. I mean, and 
not as much here in, in America, but in Canada mm-hmm. and all around the world where people are being thrown in jail, they're being arrested, they're being kicked out of, you know, all sorts of things for taking a biblical stance on, on issues. And the fact of the matter is we, we shouldn't be surprised. Scripture speaks of it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And if we're going to be fully surrendered to Christ, don't come into that as a people pleaser. Because if you're a people pleaser, uh, you're not going to like what's going to happen. Because people are going to reject you just as they rejected Stephen, so much so they put their hands over their ears and they rushed him. They're they're like, let's kill this guy. You know, Jesus said if they they hated me, they're going to hate you. Yeah, and, you know, to think about that, it kind of reads in the way it goes. It's like you could say, oh, they were so enraged, and they were, but that rage was sustained enough to drag him out of the city and then kill him. So it wasn't like, oh, in the heat of the passion, oh, man, we shouldn't have done that. No, this was well thought out. It, there was time to back away from the course, but no, they saw him as such a threat. And why? Because he's proclaiming the kingship of Jesus that they were like, we're taking him out of here and we're, we're going to deal with him. Yeah. And they thought, hey, that'll deal with the issue. And I would imagine that thought was this will be a warning to the rest of them to be quiet. Yeah. Well, we've seen it, you know, we, we've, talked about it over the years that you know in america it's easy believism Mm -hmm. you know come to christ your life's going to be great uh well that doesn't work anywhere else in the world i mean virtually anywhere else in the world Uh, there are places in the world right now that when you surrender your life to christ it's a death sentence that's why jesus said if you want to follow me hey brother take up your cross because it ain't going to be easy and yet we don't preach that gospel. That gospel doesn't preach here in America. Come on. What? That's that's not the real gospel. Yeah. Paul says if they preached you a gospel different than what we taught, let them be accursed. Listen, there's a gospel out there that we're, we're able to access on a daily basis that is a false gospel. Yeah. You want to you fully surrender to Christ? You're going to be an enemy of the world. An enemy of the world is likely going to deal with some persecution and some suffering, and in Stephen's case, he was murdered. He was killed, and uh, so you're going to a man fully surrendered to Christ, going to be enemy of the world. He's going to be a witness of his king and his kingdom. So as we deal with being rejected by the world, we have an opportunity to represent Christ, to represent the king and the kingdom. And of course, fifty five, fifty six, fifty nine all deal with that. But I think it's interesting that as you look at that text, that he says, <clears throat> it, well, first of all, you ever thought about that there are no Christian martyrs who have ever died in a raging fury calling hmm. down judgment on their persecutors? Hmm. I mean, th- that's a pretty interesting idea. At least we don't see it in Scripture. Yeah. That as, as, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you know, being persecuted, you don't see those people calling down fury on them. Yeah, but they, Stephen says, forgive them. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus said, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Why is that? It's because his eyes are fixed on Christ. He, he, Yes, we are to fix our eyes on Christ. I was uh, one of the songs we sang in church on Sunday, one of my favorite songs, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Unfortunately, I wanted to, I don't usually pick apart certain things, but 
um, as, as the church, as the worship leader was singing it, the spotlight was on the worship singer. <laughs> and I thought, man, turn the light off because I want to look at Christ. I don't want to look at that. You know? Yeah. All right, we are up against the break. We will be back with more in just a second, so stick with us. I'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you who listen online around the country or around the world, wherever you may be, and all of you local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Deja vu. That is need to breathe with brother. I believe we uh, opened the second uh, segment with that song, right? Or am I, love I that song. going crazy? I don't, I don't know. I'm no, not... I think we were listening to Crowder. That was the was it Crowder. That, that was halfway through yeah. the program. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but anyway, uh, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Sorry for that digression. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter seven, verses fifty-four through sixty. Again, we're talking about the stoning of Stephen. We've been looking at this verse all week, and we've been looking at Stephen in his life for the past few weeks. Um, so if you would like to join the discussion, if, or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Well, we'll jump back in because I know we, we've only got about 12, 13 minutes um, to kind of move through the rest of this. I was just telling you on the break. I want to just encourage, um, if you're not familiar with um, AGTV, American Gospel TV, but it's AGTV, I want to encourage our listeners, go check it out, uh, www.watchagtv.com. A really cool uh, place to go. You want to get some good material. I mean, I think oftentimes, um, going back to why I emphasize reading, and when you're studying the Word of God, do a lot of cross-reference reading. Um, so your mind is, is, is being molded and shaped, by, not by what you know, comes out of the news, but what comes out of the mouth of God. 
now it's I think it's important to read people like Al Mohler and Erwin Lutzer and you know Paul Washer, whoever you like to listen to, because those men are you know they're men of God and they they're well studied. They've got degrees that you and I'll never have, but they they're well well studied. Don't just read one though, you know, and it's it's surprising because so oftentimes I I was uh, with a, a buddy of mine not too long ago. And uh, we happened to be around each other for about two hours. Well, I guarantee you, for, for well over an hour and a half, all I heard about was what's going on in the world, politics, all this stuff. And it's not that I'm not interested, but man, I wanted—I was trying to steer the conversation toward things of God. How's how, how's your life? How, how's God working in your life? What are you experiencing? Was there a burden I can bear with you? How can I pray for you? You know. And yet, we're so passionate, and zealous for things of the world and not the things of God. That's not the case with Stephen. Stephen is speaking boldly. He's an enemy of the world, but he's going to be a witness for the king. <clears throat> and so much so that in, 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 in being a witness of the king, he speaks of what he sees. And what does he see? He sees the glory of God. And uh, they don't like that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating that uh, you would think, they would have just thought he was crazy or something and that maybe they would, you know, grant him a little, Oh, this guy's just whacked, Hmm. you know, but no, man, they, they, they aggressively go after him, drag him out of the city and stone him to death. But I think as he's being stoned to death, it it says, but he full of the Holy spirit, verse 55 gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So here he is, you know, just a little bit earlier saying, You stiff necked people, you're the ones who crucified Christ. Now you're stoning me, but I'm looking up and I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. They are fired up, man. They aggressively go after him. That doesn't silence him. He, he continues to be a witness. And, uh, you know, the reality is it says here, it says, and, and, and the witnesses, those who watched this, laid down their garments. Now, it, interesting, and the witnesses, I'm assuming these are people who were still, who may have been, been throwing stones as yeah, well. I, I think they were, and I thought that was an interesting way to say that. You know, they were witnessing uh, they're witnesses to his apostasy, I guess, the, as they would see it. Right. But they're also carrying out the sentence. It says here, and the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now, if go over to Acts 22, um, verses 19 through 20. Acts 22, 19 and 20, it says, And I said, Lord... They themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. This is Paul speaking. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. Go back to Acts 7. These people are laying down their garments at Paul's feet laying down their garments at Saul's feet, who becomes Paul. And you think about that. Immediately I thought about the fact that one day you and I will lay down 
our crowns mm. at the feet of Christ. You know, and uh, that's just humbling to, to realize that. That lost people are going to lay down their goods to lost people, to, a, to, a, to, to their enemy. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. In a loud voice, uh, and, and falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. I think there's there's um, there there is a a hope that as as men who are fully surrendered to Christ, we're going to be an enemy of the world. We're to be a witness for the King and the Kingdom, and we're going to be an ambassador of hope. Stephen knew where he was going, and uh, it's like I'm sure he was. I'm sure this wasn't feeling well, mm-hmm. but I think as he was an ambassador. What is an ambassador? It, it's it's a person who is advocating or working for the king in a foreign land. That's the idea. Yeah. Doug does a better job of kind of describing <laughs> that, but that's that's really what an ambassador is. You, you're representing your home country in a foreign land, and you're an ambassador bringing peace, negotiating peace on behalf of your country with the foreign country you're in. So as those who are fully surrendered to Christ, are you an ambassador of hope in a foreign land? You and I are in a foreign land. This is foreign territory. We're going to leave this building, and while we love the fellowship of you and I being together, when we go out into the world today, wherever you're going, we're going into some foreign land. And we, like Stephen, are to be an ambassador of hope. Not a temporary hope in who's going to fill the White House, but a hope as to who's going to fill the heavenly home that we're going to go to. So if, if that's your home, if your home is in glory, you've been sanctified, you've been justified, one day you'll be glorified, who are you bringing with you? you know, are, are you an ambassador in a foreign land or are you in a holy huddle? You just like to hang out with your, your, your fellow believers who are going to join you in heaven. That's not what we're here to do. We're to be an ambassador of hope. We're going to, we're to go into those foreign lands, those foreign areas, and we're to we're to proclaim the gospel. We're to we're to we're to bring peace and hope to a lost people. And uh, you know what? It may, may not look pretty. You may be stoned. You may be ridiculed. You may be persecuted. People may say bad things about you. And that Taylor and that guy's lost it. <laughs> you ever heard that? And I hear it. I hear it. I'm, I'm super passionate about this. I had the privilege not too long ago to, to spend about 16 hours in the car with my mother-in-law, mm. driving her back to Chicago. Yeah. She knows how passionate I am about, you know, the gospel. And, uh, you know, it's just, I'm sure at some point she was, just wanted to shut me up. <laughs> <clears throat> and here's the thing. It kind of goes back to what are you passionate about? I'm concerned that in America, our churches are full of people who are far more passionate about other things than they are about the gospel. It's because they don't really know what they've been saved from and what they've been saved for. Yeah, and I think they don't understand that like, God works all things together for his good, right? And he has dominion over us in all of our lives, but how those other things that they are passionate about, they need to bring into uh, alignment, I guess, with 
God and his will. And it's not, it's not, I guess, what am I trying to say? That uh, you bring your passion for God into the other things that you enjoy, right? And, but people look at, oh, well, church is this thing and it has to be over here. And, you know, uh, I, that's something I got to go do, but I'm not bringing it with me wherever I go. Whereas, no, you should be consumed. And so that passion carries with you into it doesn't mean you can't watch football or play football. Right. It just means that the passion of Christ, the passion of the Lord, that is uh, m- driving you in how you behave and what you do. You know what I mean? And people don't really look at them submitting their whole lives to Christ and his authority, but rather, oh, this is the church thing. Um, we're going to talk about church stuff here and not here, not over here. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being consumed. Well, I, I want to, in fact, the guy who gave me this book, <clears throat> Brian Andrews, a uh, good, good buddy of mine. In fact, Brian and his wife, Angel, were uh, with us when we went to Israel together. Mm. And uh, since I had never met him, we met him on that trip. We've become good friends. He's a SWAT brother, and uh, he loves to play golf like I do. Listen, when we play golf together, <clears throat> we ride in a golf cart for four or five hours. Uh, we don't talk about golf. I mean, not to say we don't from time to time. We talk about the Lord. Uh, we talk about other things, but we really talk about what God is doing in our lives. Uh, I use this analogy a lot. But it, it holds true because we're going to speak about what we're passionate about. We are going to speak about what has impacted us, whether it's a good movie or it's a good restaurant or it's what God is doing in your life. You know, I've, I've been in studies this week uh, studying the Word of God. Listen, it, it, I would love to get in and I want to tell people about what God is doing. Not so I can necessarily instruct you. But I want to show you what God has done in my life. I want to share with you how radical God is and what he wants to do in your life. He wants to transform us into the image of his son. We're not to be conformed to this world. We're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Yep. And that's a great way to leave it uh, with that verse. So that's all the time we have for today. We're so happy that Brad was able to join us this week. Um, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. If we'll you see you then. If you missed the SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to swatradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual...